This is episode 96 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode and find out more about our show at familylife.org. Reminding you that God is in charge today and every day. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Might be blending of your families, might be a change of priorities, might be a change of your family. How do we navigate the holidays with new traditions? It's interesting uh, because for so many years, it it is. I mean, as many families, uh, when the kids were little, we did pretty much the same thing every single Christmas. Uh, The morning was the same. The mid-morning was the same. The rest of the day was the same. But now, as the kids grow older and now they're in different states and they have families and other families, and now it's like, what happens? Here's the interesting part about, you know, I could have told you a long time ago, like, what we did last year for Christmas because it was the same thing. (laughs) Now, it's not comical, but it's almost like, hey, what do we do? Because there's different families now, and, and, and sometimes we get together with this family, and sometimes we get together with that, and then we get, so what'd you do last Christmas? It's like, uh, I don't remember. (laughs) I can't even remember what we did last Christmas because now over the last series of years, it's been different. Now, this Christmas, we're all going to get together at our daughter's house. So we're all converging from different parts of the country into one. So mm-hmm. that'll be neat. We haven't done that a lot uh, in different. But again, the traditions are almost like every year is a new tradition. However, there is one that has stuck uh, through all the, the different years is that when the kids were little, they looked forward to after opening the gifts they got mom's cinnamon rolls. Oh. That was a tradition that was, has stuck now, even on those Christmases where we're apart, mm. uh, that they will, some somebody in their family will make cinnamon rolls for Christmas. Wow. So that cinnamon roll tradition has stayed the same, but it's just the, the location of Christmas, who's all getting together for Christmas. Right. You know, all those kind of things are different from year to year. So, yeah. Things do change. Now I want a cinnamon roll. I know, I know, I do too. Looking forward to that cinnamon roll. You might wonder who that voice is. That's our director of radio, Dave Margolotti, and he's filling in on the podcast this week because Tim, well, he's having all sorts of different traditions this (laughs) year with the birth of their second daughter, and so he's taken some time away, and I'm sure that as their family grows and changes, they'll find that their traditions change, and that's kind of been the case for us this year. You know, it was weird to not have pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving, but I kind of asked my family does anybody even like this? Like, I feel like we have pumpkin pie, like, for days, leftovers. I I throw it away after a while, and it's like, no, we don't actually like that. And so um, I hope the pilgrims will forgive me. No pumpkin pie at our house. But, you know, that's one of those things that we've been doing the past few years is just saying, hey, does anybody actually care if we do this thing that, like, is stressful and causes more work? And when my family says, nah, we don't really care about that, it's like, well, then... Let's stop doing that. Let's find something that we like even more. And um, so something that's going to be different this Christmas is it's the first Christmas where one of our kids doesn't live at the house anymore. Uh, Emily was able to get her own house this year, and she was kind of a little sad thinking about Christmas. And I said, you know what we're going to do? Christmas Eve 
you're going to sleep over. We're going to have a sleepover, and you're going to stay here on Christmas Eve so that when you wake up on Christmas Day, you're here just like you've always been. And so it's kind of a new tradition that we're having. Now, I don't know if she'll always sleep over on Christmas Eve, but we'll see how it goes year to year. I Tim's not here to speak for himself, but I think I could speak for Tim. Mm. And you already referenced it with the new baby. Uh, and if Tim would say, ask, like, what what changed this year? And he said, diapers. Lots of diapers. I changed, the, <laughs> I changed lots of diapers. That's what right. changed mm. this Christmas. You know, yeah. you talk about traditions changing. This is the first time in 30 years that I didn't make a Thanksgiving turkey because our children are all adults and we have hmm. a daughter with a uh, year and a half old granddaughter and we spent Thanksgiving with her and she made the turkey. So it was weird for me to not be up on Thanksgiving morning and doing that, but you're talking about Christmas traditions and yeah, they change as your family dynamics change, but sometimes it's more than the dynamics of your family that change. Like sometimes your world kind of changes and that's hmm. the case for our family like like Steve and like the rest of you. You know, we did the same traditions with our children every year. But last year, four days before Christmas, um, we lost one of our kids, our 31-year-old son, Max, just four days before Christmas left this world. And uh, we've kind of been dreading the holidays. It's painful um, because you, you can't go back. And, and my wife and I have been talking about, well, what are we going to do? We always would give the kids an ornament on, on Christmas and it was a personalized ornament, something that was reflective of their character or their personality or their hobbies. And Patty would write the name on the back in the year that we gave them the ornament. That was one of our traditions that we'd put the tree up with all these ornaments that they had collected from the time they were little to the time that they're now adults. And um, this year, we're, I don't even know that we're going to put the tree up. And if we do, we're not going to take all those ornaments out. We can't, we can't do it this year. It's, it's too raw. It's too painful. And so we're talking about, you know, we, we certainly, you know, look, God's good. Our circumstances aren't. God is good. He is always good. Um, and he has blessed us in spite of what we're going through as a family. And we want to honor and acknowledge and celebrate the birth of the Savior. But how do we do that, you know, and how do we do that um, differently? because we just can't do what we've done. So for us, I think this year, we're looking at a couple of different ideas of things that we might do. Um, I don't know if we'll ever go back to the old Christmas traditions, but I think this year we'll hopefully be able to start some new ones. It's a great reminder because not only at Christmas, but all other big holidays that are celebrated throughout the year, there's a group of people who celebrate it with happiness and joy. But for other people, no matter what the holiday is, in this case, Christmas, uh, that's reminders of of what's used to be and what's not. So uh, it it should give us more time to think and pray for others around us who may be not experiencing the the same emotions that uh, you are. So, yeah, a, a tough reminder, a raw reminder, as you said, but a, a good reminder as well. Thanks, Dave. And as you look back over the past year, I mean, losing Max changed everything for your family and uh, I look back at the birth of Jesus and how it changed everything I mean it's that seismic yeah. of a change and uh, I think that when we face impossible situations when everything else just kind of goes by the wayside is when we have those moments where we can truly realize the gift of Christ you know, when everything else seems to not matter, 
the only thing that matters becomes the only thing. And uh, what mm-hmm. a great reminder to have a tenderness as we talk to people this year, uh, to be able to ask people how they really are doing and to actually care, you know, to be with them when the days are hard because you don't want anyone to go through any of those feelings alone. And so I hope that you know that you're loved and that yeah. you're cared for and that these days are not, they're not easy. And, uh, and we see that. You, you know, you talk about God giving us his son as the gift to the world. And he gave us his son knowing what Jesus' destiny was. Right. You know, mm-hmm. he, 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 God knows all. He sees the beginning, the end. He is eternal, the Alpha, the Omega. So he gave us Jesus knowing what the end result of that would be. And, and I often think this to myself in those difficult times that no one knows more about losing a child than our Heavenly Father. Hmm. Definitely don't feel alone. He is close. He is close to the brokenhearted. If you're looking for fun, hope, and encouragement, you've come to the right place. This is Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Can we call them non-traditional traditions? I guess. <laughs> okay, but, like yeah. like Heather chimed in on our Facebook page to say she watches the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Now a lot of people do that. But if you did that while holding a bouquet of balloons to celebrate the balloons in the parade, that, ah, would, be, that would be a unique tradition. Yes. <laughs> Thanks to Kathy from Kenneth Reagan for texting us. She uses that old-fashioned hand grinder uh-huh. to make the cranberry orange relish, wow. which is different than the canberry sauce that I serve. Can- the canberry. I get it. Right out of it. You know? That's right. Non-traditional traditions. Hi, I'm Robert Carbone. I live in Rochester, New York. All right, you're the only family that does what? We take our turkey outside and cook it on the grill. Oh, now I've heard of smoking and I've heard of deep frying, but not a lot of people grill their turkey. How long have you been doing it? We've been doing it for several years. I think it's done now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, uh, it's got a few he... more minutes. Hi, I'm Patty from Wellsville. <laughs> our family's the only one that I know of that makes uh, mincemeat pie from our own mincemeat that we've made uh, from venison by cooking down the bones and starting from scratch to make the... Homemade mincemeat. That is so interesting because so many people, I've heard the question, what is mincemeat anyway? And does it have meat in it? And some mincemeat recipes don't, but yours does. comes from the, the desire to use every bit of resources you have, you know. You do mincemeat, but you don't mince words, do you? <laughs> ah, there you go. They're morning people because they love mornings and people. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. The baguettes. The baguettes. The baguettes. Well, Nick brought them here. Well, Nick's fix you can fix. The baguettes, Nick. And it's turkey leftover, so tell us what you did with a turkey and a baguette. Well, I I met Maurice, and he gave me a few baguettes. Okay. Yay. uh, Yeah. This is an open-faced sandwich, and it's kind of just fun. Uh, You can definitely use your leftovers from your turkey if you have any, but it's uh, you make like a ranch mayonnaise, basically, Mm -hmm. and some turkey and some smoked provolone. But the, the real star of the show are those crispy fried onions that you use on those green bean casseroles. Mm, yes, yes. Yeah. It kind of gives it that nice little crunch, but also a great burst of flavor. Ooh. Funny story about those crunchy onions. Okay. Um, I, I bought some this year. Um, 
And then I realized that my family hates that green bean casserole. And so I was like, what am I going to do with these onions? But now, Nick to the rescue. I mean, they're really, they're delicious, but my family just hates that casserole. So uh, this is a great way to use them, Nick. Yeah. I mean, this is basically the only time of the year we're allowed to use them. So might as well make them <laughs> make a good use out of them. That's true. I've never thought of that. We don't use yeah, them any no. other if time, but now do we? If you use those in the middle of July, the fried onion police will show up. Oh, and yeah. they will. They'll surround you in a ring. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> they will. They'll get around. Little... Nick, not only did you bring a great <laughs> recipe in, you brought a little history of the term baguette. Yeah, yeah. It's actually a, a building term. It's an architectural term for uh-huh. a long rod. Uh-huh. And then eventually they likened it to the, the, the bread shape of the mm-hmm. long rod-shaped bread. Interesting. So, yeah. You can't build with these. Well, you can build a good <laughs> you know. turkey leftover meal <laughs> for true. us, though. Really good sandwich. I love these recipes. You know, this is the kind of recipe that you're going to want to wish you had uh, cooked a second turkey for. You can always check out Nick's Pigs You Can Fix with all these turkey sandwich recipes at familylife.org. Just click the radio tab. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Maurice. Anyone else wish morning started just a little later? Yeah, we get that. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Okay, the best way to use those French onions is to put them in your meatloaf. You know, I find meatloaf is, you could have, and I could be wrong on this, but Mm. uh, you could have 100 people in a room. And they and you say make meatloaf. <laughs> It'll come out one hundred different ways. Everybody has right. a different way for meatloaf. Is that right? Absolutely. And mine's different every time. I go in the cabinet and I have some barbecue chips and some cheese yeah. it's and some onion rings. Wow. <laughs> Just put the stuff in there. And My, then the yeah. hard part with that is that when it turns out awesome, you don't exactly know how you got it that way. Yes, that's true. And you know <laughs> and you know who has the best meatloaf? Mom. Exactly. That's exactly (laughs) Exactly. Sharing the message of hope. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life.